Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. I am the editor of Pod Bible Magazine and your host for the Podcast Podcast, where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It is a pleasure to be back. We're fortnightly now. When we were weekly, I felt like I was in touch with you guys on the regs, but now it's every couple of weeks and uh, yeah, I get excited to do this. So hello. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you missed the last episode, episode 91, which was two weeks ago, we had a great guest. We had Dan Snow from Dan Snow's History Hit. It was great to talk to Dan. I really enjoyed that chat. You can go back and listen to that. Um, and you can also, I've never actually spoken about this on the Pod Bible podcast, I don't think. If you want to go and see the unedited full conversations with video, added video, you can head over to podbiblemag.com and you will uh, see, yeah, all the video chats we've been having. Basically, now that we record most of these over the internet, over Zoom, we are able to grab that video and upload it with the guest's permission, of course. Um, so yeah, there's loads of good stuff there. We've also got extra videos such as our chats with Ed Gamble and James Acaster uh, when they were our cover stars on Pop Bible magazine. We've got a, a chat with Blind Boy. We've got, yeah, loads of good stuff. Adam Buxton. We've got a chat with Adam Buxton on there as well. So go and have a look, podbiblemag.com. As well as Dan Snow, on the last episode, we had uh, Raj Panda from Thank You Next, uh, who was recommending a podcast, and Tom Kerridge and Chris Stark from The Pirate Ship, who also gave a couple of recommendations. On to this week's episode, and uh, I've given you all that chat about video episodes and being able to go and watch the video. Unfortunately, we had a couple of technical issues with this one, just on the video side. The audio is fine, but uh, we don't have video of this chat, but it doesn't matter because we've got lovely, high-quality audio of my conversation with Lottie Jeffs and Stu Oakley from Some Families. Okay, it's time for another Pod Bible podcast, and I'm joined today by Lottie Jeffs and Stu Oakley from Some Families. Hello. Hello. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having us. How are you guys? Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, everything's um, fab at the moment, actually. It's... Uh... I don't know when you put this out, but it feels like the road is turning in terms of like pandemic life, etc. So touch wood, yeah, really touch wood because before we go into another lockdown or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Scott just got back from a long holiday with his kids, which is probably why he's full of joy and optimism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. And you're about to go away, right? And I'm about to so, go away, yeah. Okay. So, so we're in a happy halo at the moment, yeah. Fingers crossed. That, uh, <laughs> so we're still in that optimistic place, but I'm, I'm with you. I think I think I think things are looking a lot brighter, and it's nice weather at a time of recording. So we're all feeling good. But we're here today mainly to talk about your podcast, Some Families, which I realise I've caught you at an interesting time because um, you've kind of you know you're in a little gap. You've had the end of season two, but for anybody who hasn't heard about the podcast, I'd love to to know exactly what it is and how it came about. Who wants to take that? Stu, Lottie. Lottie, you you take this one because you were at the very birth of it, as it were. <laughs> the birth. Sure. So the idea was really based on the fact that there wasn't anything that existed for LGBTQ plus parenting um, that we could find. Just no podcast, let alone any kind of media of any sort, really. And a lot of becoming a parent when you're in a, a queer relationship or you're trans is involves a lot of digging around for information, asking friends, Googling stuff, having to open PDFs and read the small print. It's, it's hard. There's not a huge amount of information out there. So we thought it would be great to have a podcast which not only 
gave really practical information, but also shared real people's stories and connected a community in a way that didn't actually previously exist. So um, Story Hunter, the production company, and they came to me because I'm a journalist and I write a lot about gay issues and have done for like the past, God, 20 years probably now. So someone from Story Hunter approached me to see if I'd be interested in this podcast because I myself um, have a daughter and have sort of spoken and written a lot about parenting and being the other mother, which is basically like the non-biological mother in a same-sex relationship. So uh, then we thought, I need to present this podcast with someone else because I kind of need to vibe off someone. Mm. And it would be really interesting to share the podcast with someone who had a kind of different experience of queer parenting. And I know Stu because he was a publicist for Disney and we'd worked together when I worked on Elle magazine. And I thought of him instantly and we had a great chat. And then he came in and we did a few pilot recordings and it, we really hit it off and it seemed to work really well. And I learned loads about adoption from Stu. Stu learned loads about IUI and donors from me. And then since then, we've had amazing guests on the show who I mean Stu you can maybe jump in with some of the the kind of stories that we um explore on the show and I think for me that was the one thing I mean firstly when Lottie when we had that call and she told me she was like oh I'm looking to do this queer parenting podcast and we were talking about it and I thought oh that sounds cool but it wasn't really until the fact that it was I mean I was I was kind of on board from the get-go anyway but really hearing that there wasn't anything else out there really shook me and I was like wow there's not a single in the UK dedicated podcast to queer families when there's such a huge breadth of parenting podcasts in general out there um so that was a real draw for me and then you know as Lottie said as well the fact that I was able we talk about sometimes I mean we have a long running joke about journeys on the show because it seems to be the word that we use constantly. Like we're always talking about people's journeys or our own journeys. So I'll try not to use that. But it was very much like we were in our own bubbles. Like Lottie said, she was in her own kind of IUI bubble. I was in my own adoption bubble. And I didn't really understand what other LGBTQ plus families were going through to get their family. I only knew what I knew from an adoption point of view. And I think that can be said a lot of the time, actually, through the queer community, is that I would say for years, lesbians stick to lesbians, gays stick to gays. And actually, I think the coming together of the L, the G, the B and the T proves to be really strong and really helps the community and so that's why I feel this podcast is important because it helps bring us all together to understand each other's journey and and the one thing I would say to people if you are listening to the podcast and say you're somebody who is looking at say adoption or maybe even not you're just curious about the parenting journeys that we all go on I would say if you are on the adoption journey, listen to the ones about IUI, listen to the ones about surrogacy, listen to the ones about co-parenting, because it can only help enrich you as a parent, potentially, and your just your breadth of knowledge in that in the area to support us as a community. Wonderful. It's great that, uh, you know, in this, in this day and age, it is so hard to come up with uh, original podcast ideas and to look for a podcast and not be able to find an example of, you know, in a certain subject, certain areas, very rare. So uh, that's a great head start for you guys, but also, you know, a fascinating subject. H how did you go about picking 
who you're going to talk to was it were were there people that you were aware of that you were really keen to talk to or did you have subjects first and you were like right let's let's find an expert in that area yeah I think it was a bit of both wasn't it Stu and um mm. we did we did reach out to sort of high profile people such as Dustin Lance Black who his episode is actually fantastic and we had a drag race superstar Mrs Cash Davies we've had a few sort of higher profile people but I've got to say actually some of, for me, the best episodes and the most powerful stories come from just regular people with yeah, regular yeah. jobs who are doing incredible things. So, for example, the um, adoptive dad of six that Stu actually interviewed without me, he'd adopted six children, all of whom had um, additional needs and one of them sadly passed away and it was just the most moving story and just his resilience and commitment he's a single gay dad Mm. you know it was just out of this world to me that that he Mm. was giving so much of his life to to these children it was just incredible so I think for me actually although it's been great to have the big stars on some of the best episodes have just been with the regular regular Joes yeah just in terms of like to your question as well about how we chose I mean, yes, we we wanted to, you know, have some interesting names to 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 interview. But I think what was really important for us and our and our producers was to really choose and really look for people to share a diversity of different stories as well. And that's been really important in choosing the the different guests that we've had on to make sure. And we and we look at it. We look at the whole episodes and series as a whole and go you know, right, you know, we want to ensure that we have lesbian voices, we want to ensure we have gay voices, trans voices, from different ethnicities, from different backgrounds, from different regions, to really ensure that we're telling the story that's from a wide LGBTQ plus point of view, not just from, you know, a lesbian and gay's own point of view. Mm. Yeah. So that's been that's been really important to us. And I feel really proud of the variety of guests that we have we have had on the had on the podcast and the, the sheer amount of different stories, like from Ben, the dad that Lottie was talking about, to Annabelle, who is a lesbian foster carer, to Mrs. Kasha Davis, a drag queen who had, on the first instance you might go, Oh, okay, a drag queen, you know, in RuPaul. But you know, she had a fascinating story as a step parent who's also been through it all and mm. has been through the teenage years the younger years and now into the adult years as a step parent and the nuances in that kind of dynamic of a relationship mm. so so many and we've got so many more to tell as well which is yeah. the other exciting thing because i think queer parenting is is full of intersections and it would be really wrong of us to not acknowledge that so you know the experience of me as a a white queer parent is very different to a black adoptive lesbian mum so I think we really we really wanted to let people tell their stories themselves and give our platform to their voices so for example we tackled interracial adoption which is a really really fascinating topic and we spoke to Leon and Nathan who were both single black gay dads who adopted their children and they both have really interesting views on transracial adoption and whether or not it's a good thing and if it happens how it should happen in the the safest and most supportive way for a child and it was a conversation that was new to me and I think I really enjoyed getting into it with people who were actually living that experience. Mm. 
Wow. Sounds like, yeah, you've had some incredible conversations and obviously very excited that you've got lots more lined up and it's not, you know, just a two season and done kind of thing. Sounds like you're both pretty invested in, in this uh, in this project. And of course, it has been a successful project. I mean, it's featured in Pod Bible recently. So yeah, that's a huge deal for you guys. Yeah, framed. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> more importantly, obviously, uh, you won an award, right? The British Podcast Awards. Do you want to yes. blow your trump- own trumpet about Ooh. that? Yes, we are officially the award-winning podcast now. So ensure that that is on all your materials, please, Adam. <laughs> we will do. That was that was amazing, wasn't it, Lottie? It was a real, oh, it was such a great um, feeling, special moment. Yeah, because we are, you know, we're not a mainstream podcast. You know, we are as a queer community we're in a minority as it is and then a parenting community within that minority so we have effectively a minority within a minority Mm. um so to be recognized I mean to be even nominated was great because obviously as you well know and why things like and why we're honored to be on pod bible as well and the support you've given us is because there's so many thousands thousands of podcasts out there so to be recognised by an official body in that way and to be recognised by the likes of Pod Bible is is really special to us because it really helps us kind of like put our head above, you know, um, and, and make our voice heard. And the parents' voice, uh, the voices of the parents that we speak to as well. Yeah, great. I, I think that, you know, there are a lot of people who can be a bit snooty about awards. And I think when it's, you know, things like the Oscars, it's very, very different to this kind of thing where there'll be so many people who won't have heard of of some families and there'll be a lot of people who don't really listen to podcasts but there'll be an article somewhere about the british podcast awards because that is kind of headline news in the industry and then they'll see your artwork and they'll have a little read and then they'll get listening and i'm sure it i'm sure it gave you a little boost in terms of listeners and i just i just love that um that, that they have a focus on all sorts of different shows and like to highlight a, yeah. a wide range we actually um us being at the awards introduced us to a lot of podcasts that mm. we wouldn't have probably come across um some of the other award winners and it's great as you say like how like as an example the amount of people that messaged us saying oh you're on spotify because spotify did a whole section of uh, the british podcast awards as like a category mm. that popped up on people's things like that make a huge difference to really like small independent podcasts like ours and yeah. So it, the award meant a lot to us in so many different ways. Plus, of course, we can now say award-winning every time we're mentioned. Yeah, I've, I'm still dining out on an award I won as a journalist, like, I guess in 2016. And I've just been thinking, like, I can't keep saying I'm an award-winning journalist. Like, how long can I say this for? But now I've got the podcast, I can just, like, keep that in yeah. my email signature now it's like justified a bit more again Definitely. you can be a multiple you're multiple Mul- oh my god can you imagine if i put that in <laughs> my email signature <laughs> multi-award winning person i love it yeah you get your coffee at starbucks what's yeah. your name yeah well, it's a multi-award winning yeah Lottie. oh my god Perfect. So um, what is coming up? Obviously, you've you've mentioned there you've got lots of stories you still want to tell and people you want to speak to. Um, They're in a little gap now. When is the podcast coming back? (gasps) When is the podcast coming back? Yeah, watch this space. We definitely want to do a season three. As Mm. we said, there's a lot of people we want to speak to. There's a lot of stories we've not told. There's still a lot more we want to delve into. um, Topics that we've kind of touched upon that feel that they need expanding more. 
but you know how it is in the podcasting world as well and we've got to look at you know how we support the podcast and but I'm really positive and I think that we're on a really good road at the moment to be able to have season three back out Mm. if not this year then we traditionally launch in springtime so maybe next spring we will be back but who knows there may be some one-off little special episodes in between that time as well in terms of like stories we'd like to cover personally I think there's been some really interesting well maybe interesting is the wrong word sort of shocking things in the press recently about places around the world that are a lot less uh, supportive of LGBTQ parents such as um, in Bulgaria there was a bookshop that was selling a picture book featuring two dads and their adoptive daughter and the bookshop got fined like 600 euros for selling this book because it was seen as promoting homosexuality and they have a law similar to what was section 28 in the UK Um, so I think you know finding the the gay dads in Bulgaria who are actually living in this world of prejudice I think addressing that a bit more would be really interesting and I think we have many more trans stories to tell Personally, I'd love to get Tori Peters on the show, who wrote this book called Detransition Baby about trans motherhood, which was so interesting. And I think we've really got a lot more to say on that subject. And just more and more in the press, there's sort of interesting stories like just this week is the news that you'll be able to freeze your eggs for up to 55 years. Um, mm. The law's changing. And, you know, what? how will that impact queer parents of the future i think doing a bit of future gazing could be really interesting and thinking about you know gen z when they become parents what the world will be like for them i think could be really interesting so yeah lots more to talk about yeah great it must be you must be you know permanently having little ideas you having to carry a little notebook to, mm-hmm. to, to keep all these things mm-hmm. in mind for what you want to do and i think yeah waiting till next year for the next series makes sense because a whole new set of awards to win next year right Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll be we'll be ready for that. We'll be ready for that. But yeah, it's it's also it's that to your point, it's that's why I think the podcast works as well, is because there are so many ideas. I think when you're what if we were if we were trying to build the next series of the podcast and we were like, Oh God, what who can we find? Mm. And oh what should we like the fact that it feels like it's overflowing with ideas and different stories to tell just means that you know that's why we have to do it and we have to keep sharing Mm. and more and more high profile gay people are having kids like town france derek blasberg in just like the past few months they're just two that come to mind so yeah lots of more people we can reach out to excellent all right well obviously loads to delve into in the back catalogue already lots to come from uh, some families so if uh, you're listening and you haven't gave it a listen yet then by all means go go and do that after this and uh yeah, it'd be great to continue to follow your journey. I'm sure we'll, you know, maybe get you in the magazine again at some point when season three comes out. But uh, for now, thank you very much to you both and uh, good luck. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thank you to Lottie and to Stu for that. They'll be back recommending podcasts on future episodes. I love talking to them. Really a fantastic podcast, uh, doing some great work. So, yeah, well worth a uh, few minutes of your time to go and check it out. Do I say check it out quite a lot on this? I think I do, don't I? I'm going to have to come up with some new catchphrase to encourage you guys to listen to podcasts. All right, let's get into recommendations. Other people are now going to get encouraging. Uh, First up, we have Lewis Rowland, who is part of the team at Touchline Fracas, and he's going to recommend a show that he thinks you should uh, try. 
All right, I'm joined today by Lewis from Touchline Fracas. How are you doing, Lewis? I'm good, thanks, Adam. How are you doing? Good, very good, thanks. Um, looking forward to hearing what podcast you're going to recommend. Uh, Mario uh, is also here, who has been on a previous episode recommending uh, the rewatchables, of course. How's it going? Howdy. <laughs> um, Lewis, podcasts, you, and we spoke to you before about your podcast. You like record a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of admin involved. Do you actually get time to listen to them yourself? <laughs> I, I, I spend most of my time listening back to my own podcasts, actually, just as yeah. I had a, a, doing quality <laughs> control on those. But yeah, I, I, not as much as I used to, uh, especially with the volume of podcasts that I listen to now and you know work is a lot more busier for me and especially during lockdown as well I feel like my podcast consumption has has gone down a little bit maybe because of the commute side of things but um I don't listen to as much podcasts as I used to but I'm still and my podcast app is is uh is busy let me let me just say that yeah you probably listen to far more than the the average listener but yeah not as many as you used to Mm -hmm. so podcast you're going to recommend today what is it is it is it a classic is it something fairly new what what do you want to tell us about i wouldn't call it a classic it's a it's a podcast called the dysonomics podcast it's basically a podcast about making economics friendly it's a bit like um oh what's the it's a bit like a free economics podcast where they kind of make um you know economics quite fun and they they really go into depth about uh you know certain certain issues also um the the podcast host disu he's actually a, a friend of mine um so uh he's he's very knowledgeable on all things economics and you know he talks about subjects that it that maybe wouldn't be covered um in your everyday news broadcasts and you know uh, newspaper articles and i think he gives you a, a, a real thorough breakdown and and makes you uh, you know able to understand topics in a way that maybe you know bbc wouldn't be able to to do Okay. So I was going to say, how did you hear about that one? But is it, I mean, were you a friend of his before he started the podcast? So he's actually a, a podcaster with Touchline Fracas as well. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, he's part of the Mugger podcast. He's part of, part of Touchline Fracas podcast. Also, he's part of Courtside as well. So he's a bit of a, a podcast fanatic as well. And he also has his own podcast, which is Dysonomics, um, which he, I think he started around two years ago now. He's, he's doing very well. He gets a lot of uh, reception um in the social media world, um, a lot of engagement just j- due to his listener-friendly content, really. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you'd imagine, as you can imagine, we don't get an awful lot of economics uh, podcasts recommended, but it's it's something that, as you know, we all referenced a couple of times, we're all getting older, stuff that you don't necessarily pay attention to at school. You don't really get taught it at school. So it's nice to have these uh, resources available when you're trying to work out like mortgages or if you're trying to pay for weddings or whatever it is, grown up stuff that you're not necessarily that clued up on. 100%. And even things like, you know, he, he's quite trendy with the topic. So, you know, when the okay. whole cryptocurrency you know thing was yeah. going on he, he he brought on guests that were very knowledgeable on cryptocurrency because crypto you know things like cryptocurrency to, to your normal person i still don't understand it you know the blo- blockchain what's a blockchain i don't know but you know he gets people on the on the, on the podcast who are very knowledgeable on these things and, and they break they break things down into terms that you will understand using very you know colloquial terms and you know scenarios that are going on in every everyday life to to help you relate to them so that, that's that's why I think it's um you know even he's got podcasts on alcohol and you know things like that things that you know are, are not commonplace. Nice, okay, Mariah, are you a uh, are you a listener or are you 
totally clued up when it comes to economics already who, who <laughs> so, yeah. is really it feels like nobody really knows what's going on when it comes to the economy yeah i listen to his podcasts quite regularly actually so you can imagine with the last week that we've had he's he's just put out a pretty decent recent f- podcast so for those of you listening it's the 29th of the 6th 2021 so uh, a certain minister got caught <laughs> doing a certain thing we won't name names on this podcast but like lewis says he covers he covers a lot of interesting topics and he makes it um understandable and not to natter on for too long but it always kind of speaks to a decision i made at 15 not to study economics for gcse and i still regret yeah. it to this day so I, I listen i listen to that podcast and it, it helps me make up for the gaps in my knowledge that uh I otherwise should have got from formal education perfect and that's what so many podcasts can do, right? There's uh, there's the ones that you just listen to for the for the banter and just for the company, and there's the ones that you listen to to actually learn about stuff. Exactly. Great way to end. Uh, thanks very much to both of you for coming on. And uh, yeah, obviously people should go and check out your podcast network, Touchline Fracas, for all the different football pods and basketball and boxing. And have I missed something else? Formula One. Formula, Formula One. One, and there's going to be a new glass blowing <laughs> podcast coming out very soon, which we're going to go into negotiations. I'll, I'll get your guys to speak to my <laughs> yeah. guys, Adam. And if you've got no idea what we're talking about there, you need to go and listen to uh, the first episode with these guys. Anyway, thanks for coming on, and yeah, good luck. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Lewis, for that. Uh, of course, Lewis was joined originally uh, with Mario, his colleague from uh, Touchline Fracas, who you would have heard there. And Mario will be... Will he be back? No, he won't be back. He's, of, he's already been on to recommend a show. Episode 87, he was talking about the rewatchables. So, yeah, if you want to hear more from Mario and you missed that episode, then uh, give it a listen. All right, final recommendation of the day now. Uh, one of my all-time favourite Pod Bible podcast guests, the wonderful Laura Dockrell from Zombie Mum. Uh, is here to recommend a couple of podcasts for you. <laughs> okay, I've got my bit. I've got my okay. bit. Okay. So, Laura, what podcast would you like to recommend for us? Okay, so Zombie Mum, and we've been talking lots, you and I, Adam, about yeah. uh, my illness and about my recovery from postpartum psychosis, which we had. Right, right, right. I'm the postpartum psychosis police now. That's all I talk about. Okay, um... <laughs> We were speaking about Blind Boy the last time we spoke, or maybe the next time we speak, um, about Blind Boy. Um, But the other podcast that really helped me get better was the Nigel Slater podcast, which is uh, The Christmas Chronicles. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, I'm a massive Nigel Slater fan. Um, The the reason why I've picked two, and there isn't a reason for it, before you tell me off, um, Mm -hmm. is that food... I really fell out with food when I became mentally unwell. I was manic, running around like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, believing I was bionic, kind of uh, psychosis has a mania to it that can make you be really super speedy. You believe you don't need food because you're just the strongest person in the world. Um, And then you get on to, um, if if you're treated correctly, I was given these medications um, that make you the opposite of that and make you really hungry, which is brilliant because that slows you Mm. down and it feeds your mind and you need all your energy back. And I really, I'm I'm a massive foodie and I love cooking, but I really lost that part of my identity when I was unwell. And Nigel Slater has always been a really meditative, calming, juicy person that really uh, savours and celebrates the sanctuary and home and solace of food and nurturing and respite, restorative kind of 
safety and found his podcast, which I didn't even know he had, where he builds up to Christmas, sort of like a down to Christmas, counts down to Christmas, but up because it's counting up with numbers, but whatever it is, a bit like an advent calendar and talks about recipes. When I think back to it, I'm thinking of a particular episode, but really it's all gingerbready, golden, buttery raisins and star anise and nutmeg and it's pure cosy you can hear fire crackling Mm. in the background big flamey pudding and um it's permission really to take things slowly and family and friends and all things important and perfect for when anybody's going through something hard yeah i can imagine i I had no idea this podcast existed so it was a limited series in the run-up to christmas Yes. And it was the year when I wasn't well and it end of 2018. And I just remember it. Mm. I, I started running and I was running in the, where the evening was going, you know, when it gets really dark early and having, uh, honestly, that day when I saw he had a podcast out, I was like, okay, this present has been designed for me because it's there for yeah. me, my little comfort whilst I'm running. Plus I only still had under one year old at this point. So the time for yourself is still extremely limited. Not that it ever gets any easier, but, um, <laughs> you know, having that half an hour to myself where I could just pound it out in the park and have that cosy, just uh, reassuring voice of comfort that, yeah, just built me up for my dinner. I mean, there's a there's a one episode where he talks about, you know, the proper traditional Christmas markets and stolen bread and um, gingerbread and it's just beautiful and his book as well toast you know his memoir is incredible he's got really amazing powerful relationship between grief and love and food so I really recommend that yeah I love that I actually uh had a little inkling that you were quite into food and had a passion for it when we were talking about your podcast in an earlier episode and you said that whenever you text somebody about spaghetti Yes. It, it changes to schizophrenia. So <laughs> my autocorrect. Yeah. Anything <laughs> anything it will just go if I say inside it will go insomnia. It's like no 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 no. Um so I just like the idea of these chats you're having with people about spaghetti. Or is it just do you want spaghetti for dinner? Yeah, spaghetti, get the spaghetti and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Spaghetti's misleading though, you know, burns really quickly, You've got to be careful. Yeah, um, yeah. And so the the second podcast is also to do with food. Um, okay. Which is table. It's good they're linked. I like which it. Is table manners by Jessie Ware, and her and Lenny are friends of mine. I love their relationship. Again, um, Jessie Jessie and I are friends in real life, so I should just say that this isn't just be fangirling but um you know our relationship as well has always been very much over food you know we've known each other for probably nearly 20 years now and um it will always be with these shorthands of like oh have you tried this I mean recently in the lockdown she encouraged me which I did encourage my husband to drive over an hour to East London to pick up a sandwich from a car park that's how dedicated I am to food the sandwich flavour being it gets worse, cabbage. Was it worth it? So how do I break it down to you that we drove for in total over two hours with a baby in the back seat to pick up a sandwich from a car park? When I tell you a cabbage sandwich from a car park, when I tell you that the um they, they didn't get my order and there was no cabbage sandwich there to be collected. It was a bad so day. Did you see other day. people enjoying their cabbage sandwiches? No, I didn't because um those people had all got bacon sandwiches because guess what? Cabbage sandwiches surprisingly aren't that in demand aren't as popular but when you're vegan like I am you know but the bread they gave us a loaf and this is I'm talking about the dusty (laughs) knuckle and the bread is 
the bread is the bread is unbelievable so that's the thing with um, them she's always she understands the story of between people and food and her mum if you've had Lenny's cooking if you've been to the house and you've met them what you're hearing is genuine you know it really is a a slice they've managed to bottle the essence of what they are at home and the um, beauty the chaos the warmth the love the sincerity it's all there so um, I'd really love to celebrate and recommend their podcast too yeah it's beautiful their relationship you can't you just couldn't fake that, could you? There's there's no way uh, anybody could try and fake that. Oh, and every no. time I listen, I wish I was there. And I'm very jealous of you, Laura, because obviously you've experienced that. <laughs> well, we're all, you know, they've got a real way of making everybody feel a part of their family. And yeah. um, that's that truly is what they're like, you know. And I think with that, we all grew up in South London together. Hugo, my partner, and his brother Felix. Um, we're all, everybody is entwined. We're all tangled up. And I think the importance of food and feeding and the social side of that, that is something that's so important. That is such a simple thing, you know, sharing a packet of crisps, passing people a bit of orange. That's a story. Yeah, totally. So that's a podcast that obviously, uh, you know, it works best when the guests can come round to their houses and sit in their kitchen and you hear the cooking going on in the background and you hear the little arguments between mother and daughter. But they have they have kept it going, haven't they, during the lockdowns? And then they've got some incredible guests because of the whole able to spread it out internationally. But I think it definitely works best when, when they get people in their house. Are there any particular episodes that sort of spring to mind, like guests you've um... really enjoyed hearing, whether they're people you're aware of or... Um, I think it was probably really I loved listening to Felix's episode because mm-hmm. it, it's so easy to imagine being there um, I actually need to listen to Leanne Le Havis's because uh, Jesse messaged me the day before saying I've got a vegan coming over tomorrow what shall I make so I need to actually see if she did go for the aubergine in the end dot dot okay. dot oh <laughs> well we'll all have to tune into that episode brilliant cool thank you laura obviously that is a big popular podcast but there'll still be people who haven't heard of it and i'm sure there'll be people who have been uh, sleeping on it who will want to get back on it now so thank you for recommending it thanks for slipping in too they were themed so it kind of it works thank you <laughs> thanks very much All right, there you go. A Christmas podcast recommendation there. I mean, if you go to the supermarkets, a lot of them already have Christmas stuff, right? So I think I think it's okay to feature a Christmas recommendation this early in the year. Um, and obviously Table Manners, one of the goats, one of the all-time great podcasts, I believe, um, doing great work. Love the concept. Of course, uh, we had Jesse and Lenny as our cover stars on a uh, issue of Pod Bible, maybe issue, I don't know, six, seven, eight, something like that. Uh, so yeah, podbiblemag.com is where you can go and read more about that. So what should we do? How should we finish? We have issue 17 of Pod Bible coming out on the 3rd, Sunday, the 3rd of October. So um, that's something to look forward to. We've got a really great cover star. Obviously, there'll be another video interview uh, on podbiblemag.com. Um, if you want to receive that issue of the magazine the digital format a day before everyone else then you can sign up to our newsletter which again you can do at podbiblemag.com comes out every wednesday but we'll send you uh, the issue in advance on the saturday before release podbible youtube as i just said lots of great content on there uh, if you go to himalaya.com forward slash pod we did a learning course for himalaya on how to make a podcast hosted by scroobius pip um produced by myself and uh, jordan rizieri who uh Quick plug, I do another podcast with called First Time for Everything. If you want to have a listen to that, we'd uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, but yeah, 
If you're thinking about doing your own podcast, we give loads of great tips, interview lots of interesting people on there. And I would heartily recommend that too. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can email info at podbiblemag.com. Tell us what you're listening to. If you want to inquire about advertising in the magazine, then you can do it there. At Podbible is our social media. Uh, We're very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. And finally, big props, big shout out to the wonderful Buddy Peace, who um, is great, great producer, great editor, does great work on our podcast and also does great work on films to be buried with, which I'm going to give a shout out because Brett Goldstein only went and won an Emmy the other day uh, and we're all very excited. Of course, Brett was on our first ever live uh, edition of this very podcast, which you can go and check out February 2020 that came out. Um, if you want to hear Brett talking about his show and recommending some others. Cool, that's it. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.